At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Rise Together. My name's Dave Hollis. I'm the host of this show where we're going to hopefully have you feeling a little more normal in this, the human experience. Maybe see yourself even in some of the stories that are told or have your appreciation of what it means to be human expanded by someone who's come on as a guest who's had a different life experience. In all of it, we are trying our best in community to learn from each other, to grow, and maybe even have a little bit more compassion for what it's like to walk in each other's shoes. When we do, we all rise together. All right, Jamie. Hello. So one of the big themes of this book, I mean, just the idea generally is we are all put here for reason. That reason is ordained by a higher power. And our work here on this planet is to attempt to honor the intention of our creator. And that ends up requiring courage because in some respects, whatever that ends up being often deviates from things that we are comfortable with, things that other people maybe have suggested are okay relative to their programming and maybe even our own programming. And one of the things I think I'm fascinated by in your story is that you have, if nothing else, demonstrated a willingness to not allow other people to define what was possible in your life. It's like one of the things I respect and love most about you. So I was hoping that you could maybe just talk a little bit about the courage to not give up when you heard no in your story or the willingness to keep going, even if um, you hit the kind of resistance that you inevitably will in becoming who you were meant to be. Yeah. One of the biggest challenges is not letting here, like, like not letting other people's know or their doubt about you turn into doubt in your own head. You know, so many of us have dreams and our ideas and, and there's people we love and we respect. And so we share it with them. And then all of a sudden we feel like our self-doubt rising. And uh, if we're not careful, we literally talk ourselves out of our own truth yeah. in life. Like there's so many people right now that have a calling on their heart or, or something like they feel inside they're born to do. Uh, but what happens is, you know, we have like the noise of self-doubt 
that can get super, super loud. We have other people's opinions, right? In my case, in my journey, uh, every time I just kept having this feeling like I was supposed to build a thing or serve this way or create this company, uh, it was years and years of, of experts saying no. Of all of these, you know, I, I started a company called It Cosmetics and I just had this this dream of, of sort of like using real women and using, you know, creating products that, that like celebrated every person. Uh, and I loved the beauty retailers. And so I thought they would be on board with this. And every time I went to them, uh, it was a no. It was, you know, uh, we don't think that women will buy products from images uh, unless they're so unattainable. And so it, it was no after no after no after no. And I think so many of us in life, like we have this gut feeling or we have this feeling like, oh, I have this dream, right? We feel it inside. Uh, but then we get a no, one no, two no's, three no's, and we think our gut was wrong. And we literally think like, okay, and we go back into our comfort zone yeah. and literally never become the person we're born to be. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I'm so excited about your book because I think that, you know, so many people out there need to take a really deep look at are they are they prioritizing comfort over courage, right? Um, Sarah Jakes Roberts, who is amazing, says that so many of us have, like we live in our comfort zones because our fears lie to us and say we don't have the courage that it takes to go after our dreams. But the problem is if we don't do that, we literally live our entire lives with this sort of like aching or longing inside because we know more has been assigned to our name. And I feel like everyone right now, if they just pause for a second, like everyone listening to you and I right now, if they just take a second and actually hear themselves, they'll know if they're in the right job or if they're in the right relationship or if they're in the right friendship. Like they'll know, right? And I feel like having the courage to hear that and then to trust yourself, like like those are the moments that change our lives. Yeah. Those are the moments that define our whole lives. Those are the moments that we either become who we're born to be or, or we talk ourselves out of our own truth, right? I, I love the idea of having the courage to trust yourself. What's so interesting about, I know for your story, and I, I can even relate for myself, I have a knowing, I have a, like the whisper of God or the intuition, whatever you want to call it, that gut feeling often runs contrary to some negative self-talk voice in my head that is a byproduct of insecurity. And there were times in your journey where you had some of your worst insecurities confirmed by an expert. Like, in fact, the story you told on the podcast was, oh, no, he told me in person this thing that I had a real deep insecurity fear about. And what you then have to do is have the courage to still trust your gut, even if the thing that you're hearing from an expert is the reinforcement of an insecurity that you already have. Yeah. That takes guts. Yeah. And I think, Dave, that I think we all have a knowing, right? For me, it's super strong in terms of like I pray and that's how I hear God is through my intuition. But I believe whether, no matter what someone believes, whether it's in God or the universe or or nothing at all, I think we all have this knowing inside. And I think like learning how to get still and hear it and then trust it, I think it's it's the most important business advice, life advice, like thing that you can do to, to, to impact your whole life, your family, the way you parent, 
the way you lead, the way you love, the way you give, the way you create, the way you ideate, everything. I think it all comes down to learning to do that. And I think that it's a really hard thing to do, but I think it's so important. And at the end of the day, I I believe we all, when we learn to hear our knowing, I think our knowing's always right, right? And I think that people are like, okay, but how do I hear my gut? And how do I have the, I want to have the courage to follow it, but like, how do I even hear it? And I think that, you know, for me in my life, what I've done is I started by looking back at like, okay, when are all the times, and anyone could do this, right? When are all the times in my life where I had this gut feeling, like like I knew the guy was shady, but I knew like, oh, he's <laughs> hot and whatever. Like maybe his phone did break. Maybe he disappeared for three days because his third cousin did get in a guy, right? You, and you look back and you go, okay, when did I have that gut feeling and I I knew it, but I, I ignored it. Dismissed it, yeah. Right. And then what happened? Or the other way around. Like when did I when did I listen to my gut and trust it? Um, and what happened there? And we start to like look at that, those patterns in our life. And I feel like doing that, we start to build that muscle of intuition. And I feel like it's a it's a lifelong journey uh, of building it. But I think that, I mean, there is no way, like there's so many people that come to me for business advice, right? And it's 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 hard to explain that you can teach someone all the business tools in the world, but but how did I build a billion dollar business for my living room, right? It's literally the moments that that literally changed everything were the times where, you know, someone told me no or that I didn't have what it takes or that I wasn't enough. Uh, and yes, in a lot of those moments, I cried myself to sleep. Yes, I was so tempted to go, are they right? Yeah. But when I would get still and I would like feel that feeling, um, I felt like I was supposed to keep going or I was supposed to be doing what I was doing. And, you know, there was a, there was a season in the beginning of, of growing at Cosmetics where I was like, three years of constant no's and constant rejection. And I finally got a call from a big investor uh, who loved our products. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be life-changing. Like, like if they invest, then I'm not going to go out of business and I'm not going to go bankrupt. And maybe they can help get us into all these big beauty stores that keep telling me no. And so we did meeting after meeting, went to the diligence phase, um, this big private equity company. And they're really well known. They have turned a lot of uh, products we all buy in the grocery stores. Like they've invested in them when they were small, made them big household names. And uh, so we did all these meetings, got to the final meeting that I thought was going to be a yes. And uh, I'll never forget my husband and I, we flew up and we were in person and we were like three feet away, just like you and I are now, literally like three feet away. And the the head guy um, who's lovely uh, says to me, you know, congratulations. Um, and we showed him our whole product pipeline, everything. Yep. He's like, we really love your product. Congratulations. Um, but it's a no. We're going to pass on investing in it cosmetics. And I was just like, I was devastated because I didn't know how we we're going to stay alive. But I was like, okay, can you tell me why? And uh, he paused for a long time. And he's like, do you want me to be really honest with you? I'm like, yes, please. Because like feedback is always a gift, um, usually. And uh, <laughs> and he just got really quiet. And he was just right in person. And his whole team was there. And they were awesome. And he just like paused. And he says, I just don't think women will buy makeup from someone who looks like you with your body and your weight. And in that moment when he said it, like, like I, I'll never forget it. I ha- the feeling I had deep down inside. Well, first of all, let me just take a step back. A lifetime of body doubt, yeah. self-doubt, like flooded my body. I felt like I was, you know, staring my own fears 
straight in the eye. I never got angry or mad. I cried in my car later. Um, But in that moment when you said those words to me, I'll never forget this, right? And I think we all have these moments when we tune into him. He said, I just don't think women will buy makeup from someone who looks like you with your body and your weight. And I got this feeling in my gut um, that said he's wrong. Like I felt it. Like I didn't know how I was going to prove it, right? If I looked at the proof around me, everyone was telling me no. There wasn't a lot of evidence. There wasn't a lot of evidence. And all I had was that feeling he's wrong. And I feel like when we get those feelings in life, whether it's like, I should take this chance. I should be courageous and leave this relationship that isn't serving me or leave this, this, this business, that, this, this job that is unfulfilling or end a friendship that brings toxicity into my life or whatever it might be, right? How we handle that feeling. And so, and it was hard. Like it was many, many years that those words would come back to my head for a minute and I would literally imagine myself turning down the volume on them, turning up the volume on that feeling in my gut that said he's wrong. Yeah. And fast forward six years when we became the largest luxury makeup company in the country um, <laughs> and then the largest acquisition in L'Oreal's, uh, in the U.S., in L'Oreal's 100-plus year history, uh, I heard from that investor. And he was lovely. And he just said, congratulations, uh, I was wrong. And I learned it would have been the biggest, uh, most successful investment in his firm's history had he had he invested. Uh, but I'm really glad he didn't. Yeah. Uh, Partly because he didn't invest, like we were still the largest shareholder by the time we sold and all those other things. So it was like rejections, God's protection in so many ways. Had I let his rejection or that feeling uh, take root and if, if I believed him over myself, who knows? I probably would have like went on some crazy diet or changed the authenticity of my mission or whatever it was, trying to meet everyone else's expectations instead of having the courage to trust myself. And I think when we have the courage to hear ourselves, to trust ourselves, it's, again, the moments that, that define our life. Unfair advantage. It created for you unbelievable leverage mm. that absolutely 100% paid off. And, by the way, I think in some ways it's complicit in your having, after the transaction, moved into a completely new space Mm -hmm. that, by the way, required courage to write a book and do the coaching and speaking that you do today and do unbelievably well. But that, again, I'm going to assume is something that came from an instinct that said, this is the space that needs your gifts, and we are blessed by your willingness to indulge in it. So, You know, sometimes, thank um, thank you, Dave. Yeah, sometimes the other thing, like, I feel like this is never ever really talked about, but sometimes we're in a really great space and like everyone tells you it's what the world says is significance is or success is, but it doesn't feel right to us. Yeah, I relate to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I had a moment I was, I mean, this was years in our living room of struggling and like not being able to pay ourselves. And when we finally got a real office one day, it was a huge deal and Fast forward to uh, to just a couple years ago, all of a sudden I'm in this corner office, like overlooking the Manhattan skyline, and my office was bigger than any apartment I'd ever owned. And there's like a bathroom with a shower and the most beautiful art. And I'm like looking around, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this is like what the world tells me I should I should um, 
I don't know. Aspire for. Aspire for. And I could just sit there and all of a sudden have that like movie moment that I made it, right? And I remember sitting in in this brand new office. It was a 60,000. It is a 60,000 square foot office. And I just got this feeling like I'm supposed to serve in a different way. Almost like this isn't you know, just because the world says this is, this is, um, incredible. I was like, yeah, but you know what? Like I have this feeling and I need to trust it. Yeah. And so I, I literally left the most comfy situation where in so many ways I would have been celebrated in these external ways and just dove right into something I knew nothing about and and just felt called to serve in a we whole different way. We share this. I mean, leaving <laughs> Disney was something that did not make sense to anyone, but was something that in a very similar way. As the head of sales for those seven years, I had many, many unbelievable moments. And yet near the end, I had that knowing, that whisper of God saying, I've got bigger plans. I have other plans. And leaving my career for my calling was something, again, that made sense to me. I struggled through the transition. But, man, it was something that didn't make a ton of sense to other people because they'd afforded such value on the things that existed in my life that weren't actually affording the kind of fulfillment or the kind of, again, like honoring the intention of my creator. I don't think that... I was created to serve in that way. And I feel something different for having listened to the voice. Well, that's the thing is like you can, you know, for you, be on the red carpet with, you know, (laughs) Beyonce. And you're doing all these things with Disney, all the things you've done in your career that I'm sure family, friends, the world says like, oh, that's like, that's what people celebrate. Yet you're the only one that knows the calling your creator gave you. Yeah. Right. And and it's like it's like that saying if you're out of alignment with your assignment, like you'll never feel that pure joy or that fulfillment yeah. or that yeah, yeah. It's but it takes courage. Yep. Takes courage. Well we're both gonna need heavy <laughs> doses of courage with the work that sits in front of each of us. And I'm just so grateful that you have heeded this call and continue to bravely step toward it every single day. So thank you, Jamie. Thank you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Trent, thanks for being here, my man. Thanks for having me, brother. So part of the conversation in this journey of becoming who we were placed on this planet to be is the kind of courage that's required to keep going when life feels like it just won't afford you a break. 
And I know for me, the best year of my life ended up coming out of the circumstances that I wished would have never happened. My hardest became my best. But I know, too, that you've also now recently gone through a season where loss and grief and circumstance after circumstance felt like it was working somewhat against you. I wonder if you can share a little of how the courage to keep going has shown up in your life and how any of what you've been through has prepared you for what comes next or made you think differently about what is. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a tough season, man. And it was like blow after blow after blow, hit after hit after hit. For me, you know, losing my mother, I like to say gaining my mother instead of losing, but uh, my mother transitioning, uh, you know, my baby girl going through a situation, my grandmother and AAU coach, my dad's best friend, all these things happening. And it led me to a place that I've never been in before. Um, it led me to a place where I felt like I had no faith. It led me to a place where all the things that I preach about, I couldn't seem to actually pull it out and actually live it and find that courage. But I was reminded, man, it, it brought me back to the hardest time of my life back in 2010, which seems like a breeze now, but losing football and, and those things. And I realized that the hard times build the beautiful things. And it's the hardest seasons in our life that build the strength, right? It's not the perfect times. It's not the good things. We love those times to experience it, but it's the times that sucked. It's the times that didn't make sense. When you look back, you can connect the dots that, oh, I had to go through that in order to become this. And that's what built the courage in me. It's because of that past faith. Because looking forward, it was hard to find faith. Yeah. But looking back, it strengthened my faith to say, you know what? Just keep pushing through this and find a different perspective. Make this your power. What is this trying to teach you? And I held on to that. And um, it really led me to little bitty wins that over time helped me get out of the storm. Yeah. Let's talk about faith because yeah. I had an interesting journey in at the beginning of some of my hardest struggle in the last 18 months. I felt myself angry with God. I found myself questioning why this kind of thing would happen to someone like me, why I was going through it. And inevitably, the hard times ended up bringing me closer in a way that James 4, a draw closer to God, he'll draw closer to you. It wasn't until my faith was tested that I had a handle on how strong my faith could be. What was your journey in trying to understand the under, ununderstandable in this last season and how that affected your faith? I couldn't understand it. And I did become angry at God and I pulled away because my mother is, I mean, she was the, the epitome of, of a God-fearing woman. And I didn't understand why she had to suffer so much. But I realized this with faith. Uh, there's a scripture, I believe it's in John, that says, you don't understand what I'm doing now, but soon you'll understand. Yeah. And I realized faith isn't about understanding what God is doing. It's about trusting the promises that he gave to us. And so uh, even in those hard times, I had to go back to trust because God works in ways that we will never understand. And he has pieces of the puzzle that we can never put together to make that final masterpiece. And I just remember looking at my mother and seeing her having so much faith at her lowest moments, at her biggest struggle, still having faith. And I'm like, man, if she can do that, then I can have that same type of faith. And so that strengthened me. How does going through what you've been through or anyone who's watching this as they yeah. face adversity, how does it change the way you inventory what matters and what doesn't matter at all? 
That's the main question. Running over there, seeing my baby girl unconscious. That's the thought that immediately came into my head because at that moment, nothing mattered. Yeah. Social media didn't matter. And being honest, even my mother's passing didn't matter at that time to me. It was nothing that mattered except her being okay. And so I'll ask everybody watching this and as we ask ourselves, like, what truly matters in your life? Because it's going to come to a point when, whether it's hopefully it's years from now, that you look back and say, man, did I live a life that truly mattered? And oftentimes we think it's these external things, these achievements, and those are great. But I think it's something deep down internally that you have to figure out. And once you figure that out, that's where fulfillment rests. And to me, success is fulfillment. What's an area of your life right now? The book is all about courage, the idea of our ability to be built through courage, moving with courage towards this version of who God's put us on this planet to be. What's an area of your life where you still have to conjure courage on a regular basis because of something that you're still working through from a fear perspective? Yeah, I think my my whole journey of what I do, uh, social media, uh, being a speaker, all those things never get easy to me, you know, and um, I always have to learn how to step up in my imperfect moments and still be able to serve and show people that I'm not human. And that isn't always easy because we live in a, a vicious world that will try to tear you apart. Yeah. But I find that and, sh- and find the courage to share my transparency. It has led not only to my freedom, but also giving other people that, that follow the freedom to be who they are. So that, that really strengthens me to live in my courage. Yeah. I mean, even in the midst of some of the hardest things that you were going through, the humanity that you were representing in owning those hard times humanized you and connected you in this humanity that we all share, but also gave permission for someone else who was inside of struggle to be okay with that unsettling season that they were in because you were modeling how you were going to get through it in a way that maybe said to them, they can get through it too. Absolutely. It's it's been that example. And once you see the example, especially the people you look up to, because oftentimes we think it's perfection. I mean, we live in a social media world where everything's like that. And you see like, oh, this person goes through things too. And I tell people, man, that's where all my greatest lessons come from. I wouldn't be able to do podcasts and books and speak on stages if it wasn't for the hard times in my life. And so hopefully I encourage people during their season of hard times that they can find the strength and even find their mission in those times. Yeah. Well, I'm encouraged that even if not every reason why the things that have happened in the last 18 months have revealed themselves yet, there will be many pieces of your legacy that at the end of your life, are there because of the way that these last few months have disrupted in positive ways, the access that you previously were rotating on and have unlocked something in mission that I I hope ends up even affording more impact than you've already been able to afford people. So I'll receive that, man. Thank you, brother. I love you, brother. Thank you, man. Continue to move forward with courage. Thank you, sir. Hey, y'all. While I am taking a hiatus from social media, I'd still love to stay connected to you on the regular. If you head over to MrDaveHollis.com, I have an opportunity for us to become one-way pen pals. Yep, I'm going to be sending out regular updates, uh, stories, uh, observations, 
hopefully things that will also make you laugh or think. Uh, and I'd love to be able to do that on the reg. So if you uh, are so inclined, hit MrDaveHollis.com, drop in your email, and buckle on up. I love you all. Thank you for all the continued support. Let's go.